Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Hey, what's up, y'all? This is P-S-A-L-T-E. That's me, Salty. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered, Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m., Tuesdays, Victory Over the Waste of Life with author Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, Illuminating Word Ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with your truly the psalmist voice by appointment only. Saturdays is Saturdays for Fed with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. with the Familia. Catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcasts, social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Titus Showers, and you are listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network with the one and only Deep Summit as the amazing host. And I advise you to walk with me, my family. Let's go. It's your boy. God bless you. It 
is the Spin Award nominated Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now on TPB Radio.
is the Spin Award nominated Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now on TPB Radio. Introduction, but I'm going to introduce her anyway. Marquetta Jones, what's going <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Saturday afternoon buffet. Just like Pastor Chris said, um, it'll be me and my two lovely sisters that will be uh, hosting the show on today. Before we begin, we're going to um, start off with prayer because we are so excited to discuss um, what God has given us. So let us pray right quick. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank and praise you for this opportunity. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that the people have an ear to hear and a heart to receive what you have for them on today, Lord God. We thank and praise you that lives will be changed. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will decrease and that you will increase and that you will begin to speak through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today, um, if we had to give our lesson a title, the title would be The Incomplete Woman. And we're coming from the traditional story, The Samaritan Woman, which is found in John 4, 1 through 20, no, 1 through 42, I'm sorry. So a little back history about the woman at the well. Um, She was a Samaritan woman. She was going to the well, um, to Jacob's well. While at the well, she met Jesus at about noon. Normally, the Samaritan women go to the well as a group. However, this woman became isolated due to the choices that she made in life, Um, i.e., she was a woman that had six husbands, um, but she wasn't married to either one of them. Um, And I looked up, for me, I looked up isolation. And when I found isolation, it means um, quarantine, which we've all been in um, for the last year and a half. And it also means separation. So a lot of times as believers, um, when we are living in sin or when we aren't doing the will of God, we feel like people are talking about us or, oh, the church know what we did, um, Sometimes we walk around as if the sin that we committed is written on our forehead. And a lot of times we go in hiding, but as believers, we can't hide from God because he's all-knowing. And so I'm going to let Rose talk about a little bit more in depth about the woman at the well. All right. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm just going to touch the bases on baby. I'm sorry, y'all bear with me because I have my kids as well. 
But I'm going to touch bases on um, the woman at the well. Um, during that time of day, um, around noon, it's, it's scorching hot. And um, I could tell by reading the text she was avoiding something because usually they'll go to the well when the sun was down, when it was cooler outside. And she was going at a time where it was hot, extremely hot. And so I'm like, God, why would she be going to the well around this time when she can go when it's cool? But the thing was, this woman had five husbands. And so she was avoiding the other women and the judgment that came behind um, her choices. So she was like, you know, let me go at a time that I know nobody else would want to be out. I'll make that sacrifice in being hot, burning up. I'll make that sacrifice in, in, you know, being uncomfortable just so I can avoid the talking, the judgment, um, so I can avoid these people that I know who are supposed to kind of be with me because we're all Samaritans, but she they against me to a certain extent because they're judging me. So she wanted to make sure she was there at a time that nobody would be there. Uh, what I what I got out of the text was Jesus was on a, a divine assignment. Uh, Jesus, you know, he was uh, going back to Galilee. And the thing was, this time he took a different route. So I was thinking in my in my mind, like, okay, well, what would make Jesus just stop right at the well? Because his disciples went on into town to get some something to eat. Now I'm like, okay, why would he stop at the well? So Jesus stopped at the well, and when he stopped at the well, he waited for this woman. He was there before her, and it was like it was a divine assignment for him to talk to this woman. And so when he talked to her, she was already in defense mode because of everything I'm I'm believing what she went through. So she was like, you know, you're not even supposed to be talking to me. You know, you're a Jew. And so God began to talk to her, and as she started to let her guard down, she began to be able to receive what God was telling her, and she was able to um, take a different outlook at this part at Jesus because she had been in defense mode so long. So as she sat there and was talking to God, she realized when God was telling her, he told her, um, he said, if you knew who I was, if you knew the gift of God, give me one second, baby. If you knew the gift of God and who it is asking for a drink, you would have asked me and he would have given you living water. He told her, you know, this water that you're getting right here, you have to keep coming back for. He told her, you know, if you get the water I have, it's a, you won't be thirsty again. So in her mind, I'm thinking, she's thinking like, um, well, if he offering me something that I don't have to come out in the burning sun, I don't have to, you know, come out here and potentially deal with this embarrassment. If I can just sit here and get this water from him, I'm going to have faith and trust in what he's telling me because I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm tired of having to come out in the sun. I'm tired of having to come out here in this fortune hot weather just to avoid these people. If he offering me something that I can get where I don't have to deal with this no more, let me take a chance on this. And I'm going to let you chime in real quick, Vic. Okay, so um, real quick, the reason why we call it, um, why if we had to give it a, t- a topic, we called it the um, incomplete woman, because um, we began to look up the different numbers um, 
that was pertaining to the story. So um, we know that the number 12 means order. It means discipline. It means completion. And so we were like, okay, so her and God had a divine appointment appointment at noon. So then we looked a little further, and in the conversation, God told her, go, t- go get your husband. So she said, well, I don't have a husband. And God said, you're right, you've had five, and the one you're with now still isn't your husband. So I said, we said, okay, five plus one, that equals six. So then we looked up the spiritual meaning of the number six, and we saw that the number six means incompletion or imperfection. So we said, okay, God, so this Samaritan woman who didn't believe in you, which you are the truth, was in a place of being incomplete, and she needed completion. She needed order in her life, which was that divine appointment at noon at Jacob's well, which Jacob's means supplanter. Which means subside, another word for subside. So as we were looking at the passage and we looked at um, the conversation that took place with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, in the beginning, if you read the passage, she began to talk to Jesus as if he was a stranger, which to Samaritans he were because they didn't worship Jesus at the time. So to me, sir indicates, I don't know you. I don't have an intimate relationship with you. But then when Jesus told her, hey, you're right. You don't have a, her husband. She said, oh, so you know my business. So I, you're a prophet, which means I've heard about a prophet. I've heard about you. But as you further go along in the story where she, when the woman went back to Samaritan into the village to tell her people, hey, Come and see about a man that told me all my business, that know everything about me. Then to, to her, he became the Messiah, which means now I know him personally. I have a true, intimate relationship with him. He's my God. He's my Savior. So, Janine, go ahead and take it from there. <laughs> Amen. Um, like Marquita said, um, you know, we, we studied the numbers, and I when I read it, I've I, you know, I got that the Samaritan woman, she felt like she was too far gone. And like most of us, we feel like we're too far gone that we we can't or God can't get to us. Jesus can't get to us. He can't reach us. And when I look at the number 12, I go back to say 12 is authority, profession. He had an appointment and he needed her to be complete. So in her imperfection, of having the six men, she was incomplete. God had, he had the authority to get to meet her at that appointed time, which was at noon, so that she could begin to get her completeness. Because as believers, when we went so far out, where we, in our mind, we're too far gone, that God is saying, I'm right here. You're not so far gone that I, you can't get to me, I can't get to you, because God, God never leaves us. He's always right there. And in God's eyes, we're never too far gone. It's our eyes. But when we begin to see through God's eyes, we will understand our purpose. We will understand our place. We will understand that he would never leave us or forsake us and that he's always right there willing to aid us. And he has what we need. And what she needed at that moment was her completeness, her wholeness. And that's where her divine appointment was at noon to meet God 
not knowing, she didn't know she was going to do, you know, be complete at that time or that that appointment or that that assignment was going to be fulfilled. But God saw fit that they met at that appointed time, which was at noon, which was for her to get her complete assignment done. And in that, he after he they talked, he said, now go on and do your do what you've been called to do so that's serving your purpose so once we find our purpose and once we begin to look through our eyes looking at look through our eyes as if it's god's eyes we will find our purpose get our complete assignment and we will be able to go forth so i mean me personally i'm like oh god um when marquita called me i'm like girl you funny because i i'm i'm too far gone and Lord, I don't know how I'm gonna do this because you know I'm, I'm I ain't all the way there. I might look like my mama, but uh, yeah, I I can't do this because I Lord, you know I probably just almost cussed that lady out. I don't think I could do this. I don't think I could do this. But then, and as I began to read and study the Samaritan woman, it's like, man, she's too far gone. I'm like, Tina, you too far gone. God can't use me in this, and God say, why not? I could, I could use anybody. And as I began to read and, and study more and started looking at the numbers, and it's like, wow, okay, this, this is what we're doing right now? And I look, I got five kids. I ain't have five kids by nobody's husband. But I'm like, okay, God, I, I'm, I'm, I guess when I get married, that'll be my fifth husband. So do I? am I still incomplete? And I'm looking at the, I told my sister, I said, girl, I, am I the woman at the well? But God said, I still use you. And right now, today, he's saying, I'm using you. And I thank God for this message and for um, the obedience of my sister. So it had me to look through, look in my, you know, I wear glasses. So I had to look through my glasses to get the vision of what God has said for me and say, Tina, now I need you to follow your purpose. So if I can say anything, following your purpose is when you get your complete completeness and your wholeness through God. Marquita, you can pick up. Well, I want to see what Pastor Chris has to say. Uh-oh. As we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, this lesson is very powerful and I brought out some four key factors here in regards to this awesome parable about the woman at the well. So we understand that the woman didn't know who she was. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. She didn't know who she was in God. Why? Because all of the pitfalls, all the wrong choices, so forth and so on. We can go on and on with just that by itself. Number two, the woman at the well was looking for love in all Mm -hmm. the wrong wrong places. See, this is why, Mm -hmm. again, this story is so profound with men and women. Because there's some men, got the t-shirt and the hat. I've been divorced three times, so I know. So it doesn't matter with Christ. It doesn't matter how much you mess up. It's if you get up. Uh Uh-oh. See, I'm trying not to start. See, 
it's not how much you know the word. It's how much relationship you want to know. Mm-hmm. See, this whole chapter was based on the relationship she never had with Jesus Christ, which in turn, mm-hmm. which brings to my point, point number three, that she was trying to fill a void. We've all been there. We try to fill a void by Pookie, JJ, all the rest of them, all these other stuff that we we pick up along the way, and we just can't fill that void. This particular parable, again, is very powerful in regards to men and women in relationship. Now, what brought it all together... And what made this whole thing so powerful is that the woman chose to learn who Christ was to fill the void she had in her life. See, I don't think they caught that. See, she Mm -hmm. made the choice to learn to fill the void she had in her life. What does that mean? Oh, that sounds great, Pastor, but what does that mean? Well, it means she didn't look back. She didn't make excuses as to why she couldn't be complete in Christ. She said, you know what, Christ? You already know who I am. You already know what I've been through, and you even know why I ran here at the heat of the day. This isn't coincidence. And because... This is not an acquaintance. This is what makes this so powerful is that Jesus still fills her in spite of the law. Uh oh. See, mm. we get caught up in our denominational credences, uh oh, that we can't look past the, the woman or the man's empty void. Mm. See, a lot of people go through things, and it's not necessarily that they want to sin. It's not necessarily that they want to walk the wrong path. See, they were not given the Christ-like love to fill the void. Uh Uh-oh, I don't think they caught this. They are not given the Christ-like love to fill the void of their empty heart. See, y'all can't give me the mic. So let me me go ahead and and digress. See, because... I don't think they get the, mo- the, the 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 power behind this parable. See, this talks to all the folks that's been in myself and Sister mm-hmm. Tina's situation. See, we don't want to talk about it. We want to throw mm-hmm. all this cosmetics over our mess. But see, Christ is the one that exposes the mess. See, you wonder why right. they took testimony service? Out of church Think about it See testimony service Was the most powerful Of the church Why? Because it wasn't about the pastor It was about the person Overcoming their breakthrough In their relationship With Christ We took it out of the church Because y'all not Paying me enough attention Uh oh See, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. It's not about you, Pastor Bishop Apostle. It's about the people. See, the people are living their stuff. 
We're not teaching the people to look to Christ relationally. See, we got all the doctrines down packed. We know how to say the right things. We got the nice makeup on, Maybelline, and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is we are broken and cracked on the inside because the leadership is not willing to give the guideline to help someone that is broken, that feels empty, and they need their heart refilled. How you do that? It's simple. Seek relationships with Christ. Well, how do you do that? I'm glad you asked. All you have to do is pick up the word of the Lord that you can understand first. See, we throw the King James Version at folks. Some people cannot understand the verbiage. I'm just saying. I didn't learn the word through the King James Version. I learned the word through the ESV, and then I graduated to the Amplified, then I graduated to the New King James, then I graduated to the King James Version, and now I'm I'm totally sold out on the uh, Passion Translation, but that's that's just me. Don't judge me. But anywho, that's the first step. Second step is talking to God. Well, how you do that? Okay, here's we talked about this on other shows. We talked about how do you communicate with Christ. Well, we were taught religiously that we have to speak. In tongues, right? Well, wrong. Okay, why? Because when you speak to God in your own language, just like we're talking right this second, the spiritual language comes in your growth. Uh oh. You don't want to hear that. See, the spiritual language comes as you grow closer and more intimate with Jesus Christ. Uh oh. It's not coming. From the oil they slap on your forehead, tell you to jump around three times, do a backflip, and do a somersault. No, that's theatrics. When you talk to Jesus Christ and you talk to him just like we're speaking to you right now, this is when God can show you strategies on how to get out of your stuff and start filling your heart with Agape love. See, people don't understand that either. And we see we've been rolling around this topic of love for the last two months. And this story plays a significant part on this whole series because we got a whole bunch of saints walking around feeling empty and voided because they don't know how to talk to Christ. Uh oh. Or let me let me speak in layman's terms. Well, our Mac game ain't tight. What does that mean, Pastor? Let me translate. You know how you speak to men, and men, you know how you speak to women to get those digits, right? It's the same thing. Exactly. It's the same thing with Christ. We got to Mac the king, love the king, dine the king, and he will show us the void that we've been missing in our life. Y'all better take this mic because I'm about to go off. So y'all take this mic before we go have church up in here and then we ain't going to be able to get through this lesson. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. So I'm done. Back to you, Mark That's all right because Pastor, um, 
Pastor Chris, it's funny how you broke it down in layman terms because I was also, I was intrigued because a lot of times when we are dating or trying to date somebody, the first thing we say, we be like, dang, they thirsty. But then it's hmm. like when you look at this, when you begin to look at this passage, because I teach you, so a lot of times the way I teach is based off of the youth, I want to be thirsty. Exactly. Hmm. Looking at this passage on the flip side, it's not bad to be thirsty. The the problem is, what am I thirsting for? What am I thirsting Uh-oh. after? That's when it becomes a problem. But being thirsty is not the problem. So I like how um, how the woman at the well was looking at it in the sense of, in the physical, like, oh, yeah, I've had five men to break my heart, five people hmm. to give me fake promises time after hmm. time after time again. And now you telling me you got something that gonna take all that's this better. away, and I don't got to come yeah. over here no more. That's that's forever, ever. All right, what I you got? You a shot. <laughs> Let me see what you're talking about. Let me see what you're working with. And then she begins mm-hmm. to soften her heart and begins to open up and say, "Well, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, she was like, well, one more won't hurt. I'm, I'm yeah. already, I ain't got, no, I ain't got nothing else to lose." Everybody's talking about me. I ain't got no friends. Everybody turned their back on me. Why not? You might be another one, but oh well, it is what it is. And so I like how, um, you know, I like how this story, because like you say, this story is unisex. It could have been a man at the well. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we are men and women at that well where we're at a place where it's like, okay, I don't know. You know, I've, I've heard of you, but I, I don't know you. Like us, we grew up in church, you know, and but it wasn't until I had my own. It was easy for me to say, oh, God delivered my mom from this, or God delivered my dad from this, or God did this. And I was at a place to where I grew up in church. I knew who God was, but I was like, God, I don't know you for myself. Like, I had never had a moment where... God, I don't know you to be a provider because I never had to be in a situation where I need it. You know, I don't know you to be a healer because I've never been sick. I don't know you to be a deliverer because I haven't been in bondage. And it wasn't until I had to go through some some stuff. I had to be at Jacob's well and meet God at noon to say, oh, okay, so this is the person my mama's talking about. This is the person that the preachers are up there preaching about. Now I've experienced, and now I have an intimate relationship with you, because when your back is against the wall, who do you turn hmm. Hello. It's easy for me to run away and say, you know, oh, I did that last night. Everybody at church don't know. I mean, because I grew up in church, I'm a good actor. So I know when to raise my hands. I know when to say hallelujah. I know when to throw my head back. I know when to fake a tongue. I know it because I've seen it. So I grew up in it. But I didn't have that intimate. I was still empty. I was still incomplete. I was still yearning for something stronger, something deeper, like, mm-mm, this can't be it. So, Rosa Jean, y'all can go ahead and pick it up. I just, I, when, when you were saying that, and even with Pastor Chris, when you, you think about um, how Jesus was talking to her, he was unfazed by her sin. Right, so we as as children of God, when we get to the point, 
to the place in our life where we're unfazed by our sin because God, you know, Jesus already said he threw it in the sea, the sea of forgiveness, but we are our big, biggest roadblock because we hold our own sins against ourselves. Now, Jesus already mm-hmm. said, girl, I ain't even worried about that no more. I, that's been there, done that, that's already taken care of. I need you to stop playing that same game and come on over here and feel your purpose because there's more people out here that got to, you know, um, that you need to bless. And there's more people out here that's hurting because you're not fulfilling your purpose and you're not surrendering. I'm not fazed by the fact that, you you know, you didn't have five kids out of way a lot. I'm not fazed by the fact that you didn't cuss somebody out the other day. I'm not fazed by the fact that you ready to, you know, fight somebody. I'm not fazed by the fact that you had the things, you know, you did the things you did back in the day. You sold drugs. You, you know, you prostituted. You met with this person or that person. I'm not fazed by that because I already, I took that when I went to the cross. All of that is done and over with. Now I need you to just understand that I, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. You have a purpose. That's why I created mm-hmm. you. And I created your purpose when you was in your mama womb. So I need you to come on, get to, get, come on, get this water. Let's go on and drink this water and let's, you know, go on and fulfill our purpose in life. Because you have so much more out there. And once you realize, and we as a, as a body, we realize that our sin is already taken care of. We have to stop holding on to our sin. We have to let it go. We have to surrender. And we have to say, okay, God. I know I did this. I know I did that. I don't understand how you can love me in my sin, in my mess, but I thank you for doing that. I thank you for loving me, you know, when I was doing wrong. I thank you for loving me when I thought I was doing right, but I wasn't all the way there. And it's it's amazing how we don't always understand how to go to God, but we can always say, Jesus, I need you. And it's it's Mm -hmm. amazing. (laughs) <laughs> okay, God. So I don't judge me, y'all. So it I was watching social media TikTok, I think it was, and it was this one song on there. It's like I need a sugar daddy to pay my bills, right? So I laughed. Mm-hmm. I was like, Yep, that's my thing, man. I'm cracking up, right? So I was sitting there, and I had to tell my um, tell my sister. I say, God say, I am your sugar daddy. I'm sweet in the morning, sweet in the afternoon. Sweet in the evening. When you need me, you call me. I'm daddy. I've taken care of your bills. I've taken care of this. I've taken care of that. When you lost your job, I still kept you. When you got when you got blessings with your name on it that you don't know about, because I already got blessings stored up on you. When you so it's like oh well we thought you know it's like oh, I'm just like, we're gonna sing the song you know you you see stuff on social media and it, it becomes a trend you know what I'm saying but when you begin to look at things of that nature and apply it to your life. And I'm like, wow, okay, God. So I already have my sugar daddy because God has taken care of me. It's been so many incidents, and even now, God is still carrying me. And then when I I need a bill paid, who do I call? I call God. Daddy, I need you to take care of this bill. Daddy, I need you to take care of this situation. Daddy, I need you to comfort me over here. Daddy, I need you to do this. Daddy, so we're still calling on Daddy at all times. It's just a matter of <laughs> us not holding out. We we block ourselves. Like back in the day, I used to be a track runner and hurdle. Can't really run in that bad. Got a bad knee right now, but praise God. So <laughs> when you get those hurdles in life and you begin to continue to run them hurdles and say, Daddy, God, I need you to carry me through this. Daddy, God, I need you to carry me through this. 
help me jump that hurdle. Daddy God, I need you to 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 um navigate what I need to do. GPS me through this situation. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's <laughs> it's amazing. You really don't you know, as kids, we grew up in church and I used to tell well, I still tell a lot of people, I'm sorry. I look like my mama but um you know, my, my I'm not there with mama at and I, I act like my daddy a lot. Praise God, I love the combination. But um, I used to say, Mama taught us to pray. Daddy taught us to knock them out. And um, I, oh. I look. I used to laugh, laugh at that back in the day. But it wasn't until you know we get older that we have to. You could call Mama and say, Mom, can you pray? But sometimes you got to say, God, I need you. I got to do this on my own. God, I need to know how mm-hmm. to go to God for myself. And when I could go to God and say, you know, I might not know all the scriptures in the Bible, but I know how to call on Jesus when I need him. I know how to cause that other person, hey, look, girl, I need you to help. I need you to pray with me on this. I need you to believe God with me on this. I need you to trust God. I might not know how to tell you all the scriptures to go to, but I can tell you, uh, let's, let's go to prayer on that. I, let me let me call my mama. Let me call. Oh, you know what? And sometimes you just have to pray for yourself. Hmm. And you might not what? have all of the big terminology that other people have, but just to lay before God and say, God, if you don't do numbers, just say, God, I need you a thousand times in the name of Jesus. Amen. You have just made that prayer known. God, I need you. And you you get up and you move on. And you. But as you become mature in the word and as you become mature in, in God and in, in, in the, your, your uh, faith walk, you're going to, you know, those prayers become, you know, a little bit more. It, it, the words become a little bit more. You add to it. It's, it's just like cooking a cake. You just add your ingredients. And then once you mm. bake that cake, it's like, you know what, boom. Knock up. You know, I used to be able to pray five seconds, now I can pray five minutes. But you keep adding to it. Don't just feel like, God, I'm so, I have done so much in my life that he cannot fix this thing. You have to remember, he created you. So he already knows you. But when you begin to know yourself and begin to be intimate with God and have that one-on-one relationship with God, that's when you become unstoppable. That's when you you could go through them hurdles without a sore knee, without using Bengay or Icy Hot or whatever else they have out there now. That's when you could do those hurdles and not have them body aches and pains because now it's you and God. And it's always been you and God, but now you know, look, I, I know who I got right here with me now. Before you thought you was doing it yourself or before you mm. thought I'm too far gone, I can't do this. God ain't here. Babe, God is right there. He's always been there. He's always going to be there. But once we become unfazed with our sin, like God is already unfazed with our sin, watch the the windows of heaven open up for you. Amen. Yeah, I, lo- I love the analogy that you used, the sugar daddy. Now, <laughs> you most safe folks We'll be like, oh, Lord, she on black backslid just using that. <laughs> well, I beg to differ because I like the way you broke that down because there's some truth to that. 
Because, see, when we, we know for a fact that only our natural father can only do but so much, right? So mm-hmm. when we go to our natural father, sometimes our natural father will give us that tough love. Now, our spiritual father will also give us that, but he will mm-hmm. also give you the tools necessary to continue exactly. to call him daddy, right? See, they, he, we, we don't understand. See, we use words, right? And we adopt it into our culture when it comes to a relationship. But, see, we have to look at it from a spiritual aspect as well. I can't do nothing without my daddy. See, I can't do what I'm doing right now without my daddy. See, I can't even walk out the house without me having the same mind with all the nonsense going on around me without calling on my daddy. Oh, Lord, y'all being nasty. See, this is where your mind is in the gutter because we ain't talking about that daddy. We talking about the king of kings, the lord of lords, the daddy that don't write bounce checks, the daddy that will always hold you in the time of need, the daddy that don't don't need nothing from you in return. That daddy is always there for you. Every time you call on them, but see, we gotta get yeah. so sophisticated and use our and wear our red bottom shoes and our big old lashes and our thousand dollar weaves. Men got weave too. Not just talking about the ladies. Just saying. See, we gotta be all superfied and looking all a certain way just to present ourselves to daddy. But he don't care about what you have. On the outside He don't even care How much you've messed up You could have messed up Two seconds before you even called him He don't care about your flaws He looks at your heart Posture See we the church Has made our actions Doctrine Uh oh I don't even want to get there I don't even want to go there Because I don't want to lose everybody that's on the line right now But see, we've indoctrinated stuff. See, we will never be 100% Christ. Can't happen. Mm. Why? Because this flesh is sin. We are always battling against flesh and blood. So the only way we won't get affected by the virus, we got to constantly keep our heart posture plugged in to who our daddy is. Uh-oh. See, let me hmm. stop. See, because we're going to end up hmm. going straight straight ham again. See, so I like that analogy. So for all you church folk that got offended by that analogy, y'all need to look at yourself in the mirror because we ain't talking about that kind of daddy. So, sis, hmm. back to you before we get kicked off the air. <laughs> Listen, go ahead. Uh uh-uh, uh, you go ahead and play a song, Pastor Chris. Right. Yes, yes, Tell ma'am. Me, you can release the band to play a song. Yes, ma'am. Well, we'll we'll be right back with another right back off the meat rack tough uh, topic right after this. What's up, everybody? This is John and Sequoia Howard of the Agape Music Group. Hey, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Let's get it. Let's go. 
It is the Spin Award nominated Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now on TPB Radio. We are back. Welcome to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones with my special guest chefs are in the building. I'm just the band, y'all, so I'm not in charge, technically. So, we got Miss Marquetta Jones in the building. We got Miss Tina Jones in the building. And the young one, the youngster, the baby, Rose Miss in the building. So, here we go. Back to you, ladies. Okay, so... Right quick, um, when we, before we went to break, Pastor Chris uh, stopped with God looks at the heart of the man. And so I um, decided to go uh, to the Message Bible, and I pulled up First Samuel uh, 16 and verse 7. And I like the way the Message Bible um, worded it. And it says, but God told Samuel, look on everything. Don't be impressed with, how, with his looks and stature. I've already eliminated him. God judges people differently than humans do. Men and women look at the face. God looks into the heart. And that is so um, that is so important, even as non-believers, because sometimes we feel like, because we don't know yet and we haven't come into our relationship with God, and we do have a genuine heart, and we have a heart to help others, and um, we have a heart of giving, and we... But like I say, we haven't tapped into relationship with God. So we don't know that, oh, okay, there's a Savior out there because I haven't been quite introduced to him yet. But eventually I will get introduced. And then as believers, we make mistakes. We're still human. So no, once we become a Christian and once we become saved and once we tell Jesus yes, that doesn't mean we're not going to sin. That doesn't mean that we're not going to fall into temptation. That doesn't mean that what we used to do may not still look good to us. But mm-hmm. he gives us repentance so that we can get it back right. No, I'm not 100% perfect. And like um, Janine was saying, God, I may have just cussed somebody out. I may have just, you know, I may have done this. And it's like, but I see your heart. I didn't mm-hmm. call your sin. I called you. I gave you purpose when I formed you in your mother's womb. So I knew you were going to do this. I'm all knowing. I knew you were going to mess up. I knew you were going to have them kids out of wedlock. When God told me my purpose was youth ministry, I was like, no, it ain't. Mm-hmm. I got a kid out of wedlock. I ain't married. Clubbing. <laughs> I'm still drinking. Who kid? I'm trying to learn how to raise my one. And you want me to to train up other people's children? I'm like, nah, Jesus, you uh, can't you can't have the right one. There's no way this is for me. Let me usher at church or, you know, just to get that check in the box to say, Oh, I'm working in the kingdom. <laughs> but now and he like, Why can't I use you? Yeah, you the uh, one. And every time I try to run away from purpose the kids study come. And I'm like, Lord, I don't like kids. You, you should. <laughs> but it, I find so much joy and peace once I said, okay, God, I got it. 
this is what you calling me to do. And the crazy part about it, everything that I tried to do that wasn't my purpose or I was trying to do to please people or get a check in the box, I was miserable. Singing in the choir. Hated going to choir mm. rehearsal. Trying to do ushering. Can't stand people. Can't t- can't stand telling you what to do. You rolling your eyes and I'm still in my flesh. Now I want to cuss you out and fight you. Hated it. But I love when I have to teach the kids. Love going to youth ministry. So a lot of times when we get get out of our own way and when we tell God yes and we get to the well at noon, at Jacob's well at noon, and we meet God, from there we can begin to be complete and feel our purpose and not try to fill a void, as Pastor Chris said in the beginning, trying to fill a void with other things. So we can go to the callers, Pastor Chris. We can take two callers and see um, what are their thoughts on um, the story for today. No problem. All right, callers, we will read the last four digits of your phone number for security purpose. So first up, 5739, 5739, welcome to Saturday's Buffet. God bless you. Thank you, panelists, uh, for this awesome message today. Uh, It just... It resonated well because it made me think of a time when I was at a um, at a church uh, women's conference, and I fell before the ground, and I just started to weep uh, in the presence of God. And all he said was, that's what I've been waiting for. And so mm. it just reminds me that when we bow down and when we just submit and surrender it all to him take that weight that we're carrying because we feel that it's too much and to your point uh god formed us and before he before we were formed in the womb he already knew who we were so if he knew who we were and he knew what we were going to become why are we still carrying that weight from 20 years ago? Why are we still carrying that weight from 15 years ago? Why are we still carrying that hurt, that that abuse, that uh, rape, that murder? It's past. Those things are, are no longer things that we have to carry because it, he just wants us to just give it to him. So thank you, guys, for this awesome message. Amen. Amen. We appreciate you calling. Thank you for your transparency. And we'll put you back on mute because we still got a lot more to go. Thank you so much for calling. <laughs> Next caller, 7122. 7122, you are live on the air. God bless you. Good afternoon. I've enjoyed everything that was said so far. And this is Jeanette. Man. Thank you. Hello, Ms. Hello. And I'm not much for words, so that's all I got to say. <laughs> Amen. Well, we appreciate you being loyal every single week. Thank you so much yes. for supporting the show, and God bless you. All right, ladies, that was two. So round two, ding, ding. Go. Back to you. Go ahead, Tina. <laughs> 
Hey, man. Um, thank you to the callers. Um, awesome um, comments. When Marquita was Marquita, excuse me, Marquita was talking about the heart. You know, when you you look at the heart, and I'm gonna just talk about me just a little bit. When you look at the heart, um, when that heart been damaged, um, be it be spiritually, you know, and when I say spiritually, I'm talking about you know going to you know different churches because. Sometimes we as church folks can damage a damaged heart. And um, when you you have to op- be open to that healing also. You have to be open to want to be free. You know what I'm saying? So the running, you can continue to run as long as you want to. But one thing about running, when God has, a purpose. Well, God has a purpose for everybody. When it's a calling that has to be fulfilled, you you can't run from it, and that's where the surrendering come in at. Um, it's been times I've seen people, you know, say, "Man, I, I was supposed to be doing that." Okay, well, did you sit down and openly say, "God, I surrender," because he he will use somebody else. I'm gonna hmm. use you or somebody else. You know, and so. When you when you stop running, okay, and you you ready to really receive and like the first caller say, fell down fall down to your knees and cry out and surrender to God. For me, that's when I had I became sitting with an open heart because I was ready to receive. I was ready to be free from that thing. And when I say, you know, it's not always gonna be easy. But that just getting that initial wall knocked down, and that heart begins to pump love. That heart begins to pump humility. That heart begins to pump surrender. You know, it's it's almost like, man, God, this been here all the time. And He said, I was just waiting on you, daughter. I was just waiting on you, son. Now let's 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 do what we have to do. So you know, going with the heart, you have to, you have to have an open heart a willing heart and ready to a receiving heart. You're never too far gone and don't feel nothing you do is so bad that you cannot feel get what you need to get from God. You know, and like my sister was saying, um, purpose, you know, having the babies out of wedlock, you know, going off and um <laughs> mom yourself, okay, you gon you gon when you stop running, it you'll figure it out. Keep running. But you ain't gonna be able to run too long. You be like, I ain't running, I ain't running. Well, Lord, when God show you your purpose, you be like, who gonna do that, Lord? Me? You want me to do that? And <laughs> I'm gonna just give a little bit of what. So I was working at a homeless shelter, and um, I went off for surgery in April. Got an email, got terminated from my job, and I began to say, my heart bleeds for the women. My heart bleeds for the kids. I know what my purpose is. My sister called. She says it's time for you to open your own. I'm like, girl. <laughs> Me saying, I ain't got. No, I don't got the funds to open my own. I'll have this to open my own. I'll have that to open my own. And I'm like, job application after application. I'm like, God, what is going on? I had one company call me and say, hey, um, to say this, I, I appreciate you applying, but. And this lady that know me from Adam, she say, but looking at your resume and looking at what you've done, 
you need to open your own. I'm like, okay, God, I'm listening. I'm hearing. So what do you begin to do? I began to write down some business plans. I began to meet with people, and I began to say, God, show me my purpose. Show me what you want me to do. Now, I ain't going to lie. I was mad that I lost my job. You know, I'm like, what? I lost what? You know, I, I was upset, and that's just me being human. I was upset. But when God has a purpose for your life, we might not see it. We might not understand it. But, baby, when we walk into it, there's nobody that can stop but you. And I'm learning every day. I stop me. I I put up my stumbling blocks. You know what I'm saying? But when I went to God with an open heart and say, God, I'm ready, things started flowing. When I say, God, show me your glory, he started showing me stuff. He started showing me some stuff. I said, okay, God, wait a minute. (laughs) That's that's coming too fast. (laughs) But I said, okay, God, I apologize. So, And then going back and apologizing and saying, God, forgive me for not trusting you. Forgive me for not walking in my purpose. And you have to forgive yourself. But you have to still yet do it with an open heart, a repentance heart, a forgiving heart. You know, things happened to you in the past. That don't mean you're going to forget, but we have to forgive. Because forgiving is not for the person or the situation, but it's definitely for you and your heart. So that's that's all I have right there. Amen. Rose, did you want to chime in if you can? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm to, okay. Yeah, I'm going to, because, uh, you know, God is, uh, we deal with a free will God. And um, I want to go back to the Samaritan woman. Um, you know, um, Pastor Chris talked about how even in our mess and us messing up, God don't care. Because um, here it was with her, you know, um, God, he definitely deals with the matter of the heart. He checks the heart posture. He sit there when they was at the well, he said to her, he said, go get your husband. And pridefully, she, you know, being prideful, she could have been like, like, who told you I got a husband? Where you get that from? But instead, you know, he checked her humility and she said, I don't have a husband. And God was like, you know, I know you don't have a husband. I just had to check your, your heart's posture to see if you're ready. You know, I believe because she was going to the well at, around that time faithfully every day, I'll say. I believe that she was having conversations like, ooh, this is tiring. I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm tired of this. And then here it is. She got a man at home. Why is she going to the well to get some water? Where was, Why he wasn't going to get this water for her? So, you know, and, uh, I believe, like, she was saying, having conversations with God. Uh, Pastor Chris, the song you played when we first got on was saying, like, uh, Lord, I know you hear me. And I believe God was hearing her the whole time when she was having, you know, per- personal conversations with herself. So, you know, when God told her, I know you don't have a husband, but would you believe me if I told you this man that you uh, supposedly with now, he ain't your husband either. Do you have enough faith to believe in me? Because, you know, I know you had five before, but can you trust in me and believe that this one not it either? Do you have enough faith to believe I, I, I could tell you, you know, I can help you get moved forward and you don't have to waste no more time dealing and trying to find love in the wrong spot. Only if you just take my word. If you just ask for what I have, because the Bible tells us, you know, um, when you accept Christ, all old things are passed away and become new. So he told her, you know, if you get get this water that I have, this eternal life water, 
I'll make everything new. All that old stuff will pass away. Everything you have dealt with will pass away. I don't even care about this. But I can help you become new. I can help you become better. I can help, even in your mess, I can help you push forward. I just need to check your heart posture. I just need to make sure you're ready for this next level, for what I have for you, what I have in store for you. No matter what you've been through, I can get you to something better. I, I heard your cry. I heard your conversation. I know you're tired. I know you're tired of searching for love in the wrong spot. Because like you said, Tina, you know, you'll take her to the next person or whatever. You'll bleed on somebody who didn't even cut you. Mm. But I think mm. that she was ready for what God had in store for her. And I believe God knew she was... Okay, baby. I believe God knew she was ready as well. And so he had checked her heart posture and seen that she was in position and she was ready for this encounter. And what's so amazing about how God looks at our heart is he sees the prayers that we don't pray. Mm. And she may not have, because she didn't have a relationship with him, she may have not physically said it out of her mouth, but because he's a, a heart fixed, he's a doctor. What they call the cardiologist? What they call it? Cardiologist. So because cardiologist. he's the ultimate cardiologist, he's able to mend our broken hearts and look into our hearts and see what other people can. And what I find so interesting about how he looks at our heart and how here it is, this woman, she called herself hiding from other people. Like, mm -mm, I don't want to go. They talking about me. They doing this, they doing that. But yet in all of what she thought she was doing out of her flesh and hiding from them, God still used her to go and tell the people about him. And while we trying to hide ourselves, thinking, oh, no, God ain't going to use little old me, or God's not going to do this, or God's not going to do that. We make ourselves victims. We become our own victims. While we thinking everybody's checking and gossiping about us, it's all in our head. It's not the people. Mm. The reason we do that is because of the guilt and because we know it's something deeper for us. We may not know what it is, but it's like, dang, this ain't fulfilling me. I'm yearning something. And I feel like she she knew that that wasn't her husband. But it was like, instead of having nobody, I have a piece of something. Mm. Because I'm still missing something because I'm still incomplete. So like doing a puzzle, I'm looking for that last piece. Every other piece is not fitting in that part. But it's something there. And I feel like mm. she she knew she was missing something. Go ahead, Pastor Chris, because you, mm. <laughs> See, 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 because uh, y'all had the, uh, the, young, the young one in the group set this all up. And then here you right. go, co-signing it. So all I'm going to say, and see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be nice. See, the problem is we're not humble enough see we want to draw near to god but our ego pride arrogance is in the way Uh uh-oh let me get in trouble with this one see we say we're humble we say that we've been crucified by god and my flesh has been crucified 
and restored and trans. You know how we do. We say all the right things. But see, humility is essential to submitting to Christ Jesus. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm in trouble with that one. I'll say that one more time. Humility is essential to submitting to God. Okay, well, if you don't believe me, here's some scripture, because I don't want y'all to think I'm just going off my dome piece. To verify what was just said, you can jot down Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. And also, for the Spirit of Christ has revealed the words of Christ through his apostles and prophets to what? Transform us back into the image of God. Uh oh, I don't think they caught that. Uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. sis. Uh, they they they're not catching this. So let me read that part one more time. Transform mm-hmm. us back into the image of God. It didn't say back into being God or Christ. It didn't say right. put on your mask. And transform us back to Christ or God. It says transform us back into the image of God. See, we got to read the word in its context. What that tells me, ladies and gentlemen, no matter how much we go through in life, we will never be God or Jesus Christ. But. He can transform us back into the image of who he is. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3 and 5. See, humility helps us overcome sin. Uh-oh. Let me get in trouble with hmm. this one here. See, I'm just getting myself in trouble. But I'm used to it. It's all good. See... Humility helps us overcome sin. See, we can say we resist the devil and he will flee. See, that's the golden cliche. We pull that out of our back pocket when it gets hard. Oh, get behind the Satan, all this stuff. See, the problem is us. some of us as believers draw near to God by purifying our what? Our wait. Heart. No longer remaining double-minded. Meaning Minded. two souls. Double-minded means two souls. One, you want to do your thing. And the other, you want to do God's thing. In layman's terms. Yeah. It's, it's a little too deep for some folks. So, we got to understand something. Humility is what makes this thing go into motion. It makes us look at ourselves and realize that we need to be drawn closer to who he is. Not what Sister Marquetta is, not what Sister Rose is, not what Sister Tina is, what God is. See, we got to humble ourselves. It doesn't say Humble the pastor or humble your mama and Pookie. It says humble yourself. 
You can never have a pure heart if you don't humble yourself. Y'all better take this mic, because I'm about to go straight off. So back to you. Tina Rose, what's up, y'all? <laughs> you know, um, just being a Christian, it's, it's a daily choice. You know, we have to get up every morning. You'll put the whole armor of God on. It's it's a choice we have to make daily. And um, when Pastor Chris say humble yourself, it you have to be humble and you have to walk daily in that in that thing. You might walk out the door on fire for God, and somebody might cut you off, and you might go back into flesh. Repent, but. It's it's day it's a daily task. It's a daily process. It's a daily experience. It's being humble within itself. You're not we're not perfect, and every day we strive for perfection and we you know want to be pleasing in God's eyes. And you're gonna fall. Don't beat yourself up, but you get up and you repent and let's just you know get back to where we're supposed to be. And I mean, it's it's a daily choice, and like you said, Marquita, yep, you get saved, and whoo, everything ain't gonna be perfect. The tests and trials come, you know. The testimonials, you know, your tests come because when your tests come, you go, you got to come out with a testimony, you know. So, um, the spiritual walk, being a child of God, is is not an easy thing. It's like people say, marriage is, is work. Being a Christian is work, you know, and and I'm just being real. Every day, you 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 have to walk, and you have to. God, I need your strength. God, I need you to carry me. You know, because we everybody goes. You go to work. You go to the store. Everybody not saved, but you're gonna run into some people gonna test you. You know how they used to say test your gangster. Some people gonna test you, but you have to understand the test because every test have a, a testimony behind it, and um. I just thank God. I mean, like I said before, we was all the Bible studies, and I didn't understand. Well, I didn't like all going all the time, but it's like, ooh, I appreciate it now. You know, and I thank God because we was raised Baptist, but Mom exposed us to Jesus. She didn't expose us to the domination, you know, and I, I appreciate that because now, you know, every. You could look at somebody that might be of a different denomination, and you know they might judge you for being one, being your denomination or whatever. But the, uh, the final goal is everybody is trying to get to where heaven. We are trying to, you know, walk like Christ, be like Christ, Christ be Christ-like. And I'm glad that I have a mother that didn't see denominations. She saw, she see nothing but Jesus, and that's that's the ultimate thing that if we get to because Jesus is love. He can't he was here to serve. It's love and you know, being humble in doing that. You it's not saying, girl, I'ma bless you today, but I need to go and let everybody know that I blessed you. You know what I'm saying? Cause you go back to are you blessing me with a pure heart? You know, or are you blessing me for the light? Or what they call the tag or you know, is the the humbleness in behind that blessing, the humility behind that blessing, 
and we have to just understand that, um, you know, Jesus is love, and you walk Christ-like, walk in love, and, you know, serve God, and daily just ask God, you know, to carry you, give you the strength. Every day, every morning, I say, God, I just need you. I need your strength to get me through today, and that's just getting out of bed. I need your strength to get me through today because I know what's going on in these four walls of my house, but once I open that door and go outside, I don't know what's out there. So, God, I need your covering. I need you to cover me, and I need you to carry me through today and know that God would do that, and God will continue to cover you in that. Amen. So, um, in talking about um, being humble, I notice a lot of times, and I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to throw the mic to Pastor Chris because I'm sure he's going to cut up. But a lot of times um, the, what are they called, Generation X, um, a lot of them aren't interested in coming to church, and that's because there is no humility. There is no, um, no one wants to be transparent. And a lot of times you hear old pastors, oh, if you knew what I've been through or if you knew this, you wouldn't want to even sit next to me or you won't want to do this. And I'm like, well, how is it you can say that? But then scriptures say we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So if you never give me your testimony, how am I going to know to follow you? How am I going to know if you keep the secret that you used to sell drugs, how you going to win me over? Right. When all you want to do is hide behind your suit and hide behind your cars and just follow God and follow this. Where's your humility at? Why did you forget where you came from? Where where are you to, where the street pastors at? Where the soul winners at that don't mind going through the trenches to say, you know what? Come here, bro. I got you because I've been there. I've been that prostitute. I was that woman that did this. I was in prison. I got off because I snitched on this person. Where, is those, where are those people at? And that's why we're losing so much of the generation because there's no humility. So and we're not living our truth. And, 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 and let me add in there too. Real quick. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me add in there too because we're dealing with a generation that's, oh, that ain't my business. You know, what they going through, that ain't my my business. That's, that's on them, you know, um, or... Or they ain't ready to receive what I got to say. They ain't ready uh-huh. to they, 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 No, uh-huh, because that ain't the type of God we serve. He was never, oh, that ain't my business. God always got in people's business. Right. I think people got healed. So that's the problem. We in a generation where everybody, oh, I, I'm going to mind my business. That ain't my business. Right. They going to, uh-uh, that's <laughs> their that's they business. Uh-uh. That's but it's mighty, funny, right. <clears throat> it's mighty funny, though. It's mighty funny, though. Everybody want to be the weatherman when you're going through a storm and report the news. But see, they don't want to come back. They want to be the weatherman when you're going through your storm and want to report that news. But after yeah. that storm and that sunshine come and, and, you know, the better days, they go ahead and quit their job. They don't want to be mm, the weatherman no more and report run. the sunshine. Mm. But I, let me let me stop. Well, it's good it, you say that because that's, that's all in living your truth. And then, you know, I, I always say you can I used to, when people used to, you know, say little things and as far as how to get over something. And I'm going to just share this. I remember when my daughter passed away and they wanted me to speak to a therapist. And so I, I went to go talk to her and I said, have you ever lost a child? Girl, no. I ain't never had no kids. I ain't never been pregnant. How can you tell me to get through this? 
Do you understand the pain? I always say, if you haven't ran in my tennis shoes, you can't tell me how to walk in my heels. But when you have somebody that tells your truth, live your truth, if I could come to you and say, look, I've had kids out of wedlock. I had to do, I lived in my car. I lived on the street. You know, I'm living my truth. I can't tell you how to overcome something if I hold on it to myself. It, it might be something that I have. I dealt with women and, and kids who've been on drugs, strung out on drugs, and I'm like, sweetheart, I can't tell you how to overcome that. But I can pray with you. But I can tell you, I can tell you how a child, how your child feels, because I was a child who had a parent that was on drugs. You know what I'm saying? So learn to live your truth. And it's good how you say, Rose. They always the weatherman when they want to, you know, report the stormy weather, but don't want to be there through the, you know, report the sunshine. And I, that goes back to me thinking, well, that person just don't want to live their truth. And when your light begins to shine, when that light is bright. What do you do? You you throw your hands up. So when your light began to shine and people are like, whoa, she's too bright for me. I need to run. And it's like, no, uh, you know, I'm still shining and I'm still, I'm living my truth. But when, when they're ready to receive your truth and haven't been, and haven't been trying to, you know, dawn your light, they're going to be right there while your light is shining at the same time. So a lot of that is, um, Wow. Yeah, that was good. Okay, Pastor Chris. Go ahead. See, how can I how can I go after you and Rose? I'm just saying. See, y'all on got in my notes here and on did a spiritual cheat because y'all read everything I wrote. Y'all said it. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, when you're on connection, even despite the distractions, you can still tap in to who God is in your life. Like speaking Mm -hmm. your truth, being your truth. See, I like that statement because we use a lot of cliches in the Christian faith. See, instead Mm -hmm. of living your pain, but see, what you have to understand that when you are a child of God, while you're in your pain, in your mess, God is doing something in it. He is preparing a place for you as you go through your truth. See, we're going to go through pain in life. We're going to experience different things. See, that's why I have a problem with some people that never been through nothing. See, we got some folks that had nannies growing up. We had some folks that's been the perfect PK kid, went to seminary uh-huh. school, never did anything wrong. But the problem is when you're trying to minister to someone else and you ain't been through nothing, that's a problem. See, we got to understand something. It's not about using theological words sounding all deep and heavy, you got to know the truth in the matter, that you're going to go through something when you are a child of God. I don't care if you had the perfect life, especially Uh if you've been called to do a work for God. Your life is going to be turned, flipped, 
upside down. Why? Because what you knew can't be anymore. Uh-oh. Let me say that one more time. What you knew before can't be anymore. So if you used to go to the bottle when you were stressed out, guess what? It can't be. If you used to go to Pookie and JJ out and you had your download moments, y'all know what I'm talking about. You can't do that no more. See, we we don't want to tell the truth. But see, the fact of the matter is when you lay your burdens down, this ain't the cliche, when you lay your truth down, God, I love you, but I can't stop smoking that. Or God, I love you, but I can't stop drinking that. But, Lord, I want to serve you, but I keep on going and sleeping with. See, we don't want to be true to it. we rather throw rocks, crucify mm-hmm. people, cut people's throat instead of having the saints that's been through your same road come to you as a real brother and sister without Snapchatting tweeting and all this other nonsense blowing your spot up they can go ahead and pray for you be an accountability partner and help you through your stuff rose was right everybody want to be eyewitness news but they don't want to give no type of deliverance see don't get me started see we got a few more people on this line and i don't want to take up all the time so i need to pump my brakes real quick before we just go straight crazy so, back to you, ladies. I'm done. You can go ahead and go to the caller, Pastor Chris. Okay, no problem. All right, callers. Hold on to your seatbelts because we've been riding real hard. So, we got next caller, 7392-7392. Welcome to Saturday's Buffet. God bless you. Hi, I'm just listening, getting blessed. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you so much for calling in. We'll put you back on mute. Next caller, 3066, 3066. You are live on the air. God bless you. Hello. Hey, good job, ladies. Pastor Chris, I'm just uh, tuning in. Uh, y'all keep up the message. Keep up the good work. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling, brother. We'll put you back on mute. God bless you, man. Next caller, 3043. Amen. 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 Thank you for calling. God bless you. (laughs) We'll put you back on mute. All right, y'all. We got one of the newbies of Saturday's Buffet. She is known as the Pitbull. We got Miss Tiana Mayo in the building. (laughs) What? Yay! (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Pitbull. Good afternoon, y'all. 
I just was calling to listen because I was working today, and I got off a few minutes early, and I was like, well, let me see what I can catch. And I log on, and Pastor Chris going in, per normal. So I just came <laughs> for today and to listen and to hear what y'all was talking about since I was absent. Amen. Man. Well, we will put you back on mute, sis, because I know you're driving, and we don't want you to be distracted on the roadways. So we'll put you back on mute, and I'm going to stop going in, and I'm going to allow the Lady Joneses to have the floor. So I'm done. Back to you. Okay, so Janine, what did you, um, what did you have after that? Or Rose? Talking about the weather man? <laughs> <laughs> I, that was rolled. I ain't had no milk. <laughs> okay, please. <laughs> Rose, did you have anything else to add? Um, just I'm, I'm gonna just say, um, <clears throat> just for those who probably just tuning in, basically we just letting it be known that you know um, God can use you still in the midst of whatever you may be going through. Um, God just checks our heart posture. Um, you know, we all mess up. We fall short of the glory of God all the time. Um, but God, you can still be used. Understand that God loves you. God cares about you. He don't care about your mess. He cares about, don't get me wrong, he cares about your mess, but he don't care what you may be going through at the moment. He's just checking your heart posture. <clears throat> he just needs a, a willing vessel to use. And, um, you know, when we close out today, um, then when you pray, just make sure, you know, you're praying that uh, God light, I mean, that God will let our light outshine and shade. Um, you know, as we touch bases on, um, we touch bases on those weathermen who just want to report the storm and get on the news and report the storm. So let's just pray that God light, uh, I mean, allow our light to outshine and shade. But I'm going to just stop and and that's what I had. Okay. And I'm going to say, um, as believers, um, I, don't be afraid to take off your hat, your wig, and and be true to how you get got to where you are right now. Everybody had a past, you know. And like Pastor Chris was saying, the perfect, you probably had the perfect PK. We probably seen you perfect on Sundays, midday service, but we don't know what you did behind closed doors. Mm. You might be a seasoned saint, 50 years saved, but 50 years before you got saved, what was you doing? So when you have what was our young generation that come to you and you see you in that person, don't talk about them. Don't belittle them. Pull them aside. You might not want your other season saints to know that you was a pro- you you did what you did. But pull that child aside, or pull that young lady aside, or that young man aside, and say, "I was you," and begin to mentor them into how they can grow in Christ, mm. and let them know, baby, if God saved me, and I used to do this. He can save you too. And unveil your truth because that's the only way we're going to continue to win souls. Because I, I see a lot of people, and it's like, 
it's too many fake Christians. I ain't got time for that. Whatever. If they going to lie on Sundays and do this on Sundays, I might as well just keep doing what I'm doing. We hurting, the, we hurting so many people by not living our truth and saying, baby, God delivered me from this, 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 and I see that in you. And let me show you or let me let me walk with you and guide you. And it's not trying to pour everything into them one time. It might be, you know, let's just walk around the park and let's just talk. You have to peel those layers off like you peel an onion. And you have to get to the root of that situation and the root of that problem. Some of them you're gonna some of them you're gonna get through too, some of them you might not. But a seed has already been planted. But don't just count them out because for every seasoned saint that's sitting in that front row, it's somebody that's in that back row that you used to be. And you have to sometimes reach in the back and say, baby, come on. We're going get to get through this together. And it's okay to let them know you might be all good right now, but you probably back in the day was real good too, okay? You follow me? So it's okay to un- to unveil your past at times and it's okay to say God delivered me from this and because I see exactly what you're going through or what you're doing baby God can deliver you too I was that angry one back in the day I see your anger I see I see God God fix me he can fix you too he know you he knew you he formed you in your mother's womb so he know you he understands the anger. He understands the pain. I know it was not good. I know it didn't feel good. I know that person shouldn't have did that to you. I know that person shouldn't have did this to you. I know you should have got that job. Or I know you, baby, we understand all of that. But don't be too saved where you forget your past to help another mm. person. That's all I say. Amen. Um, Pastor Chris, it looks like we have one um one more caller. She said she wanted to say something. I'm trying to find the last four of her phone number. I don't know if she called on the regular phone or no. 40, 42. Okay, 40, gotcha. 42, her last four. We got her on Okay. God bless you. Hey, ladies. I just wanted to first thank y'all for being very real. Like, the things that y'all are saying... Um, we need this. Like uh, I believe uh, Rose was saying, or either Marquita, the younger generation, uh, we want to see the realness in church. We want you to share your story, share your testimony, because that is what's going to help us through. Like they were saying, you can't, I can't expect for you to help me if you've never been through it. Um, the other thing you guys really just brought um, something into confirmation for me, because I literally, God gave me a purpose and an idea. Like, he literally drew drew the whole thing out for me, showed me everything of what it's going to be. But, um, Janine, when you were saying, you know, you look at yourself like me, like, there's no way you're looking to me to do this. But I just want to thank you for just sharing your testimony and your story Um, of just how God is doing that through your life because I know exactly what I need to do now. Like you just helped me open my eyes. So thank you so much for sharing your story. But the other part I wanted to mention on was um, when you were talking about holding on to your sins, just because of stuff that I've been through, um, 
is so important to free yourself. But I think part of freeing yourself as well is not holding on to other people's sins too. Like you have to, as much as God forgives you for your sins, he also Mm. forgives other people. So that pain, you have to let go of what, how someone may have sinned against you. To free yourself, you have to forgive them just as God has forgiven them and he forgives you as well. And just from what I've been through in my life, like I know what it's like to hold on to that sin, even knowing God, knowing that he's not looking at me from what I've done, like he's already forgiven me, but if I couldn't forgive myself to the point where I was, I almost committed suicide and I just had to realize that I had to let go. And when I freed myself, I could see the glory in God forgiving me. So I just wanted to share that. I just thank y'all so much for y'all realness and just being truthful because this is what we need. This is what the church needs. This is what people need um, for us to continue to um, help people get saved and just bring them um, into the light of Christ. So I just want to thank y'all so much. Amen. 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 I don't think we could have said that any better because Mm-mm. this is it, this whole station this show this platform we have been so focused on making sure our truth is realized because it doesn't mm-hmm. take perfection for you to walk in your purpose so i want to encourage you sis because it doesn't take all the church lingo it doesn't take memorizing Genesis to Revelations. It doesn't take you wearing a super long dress below your ankles. It doesn't take all that. That's all mandates, capital M-A-N, dates and doctrines. What you seek and how you break through is your relationship with Christ, period. I've been saying this for the last two years, and I'm quite sure everybody's sick of me saying it, but I got to keep saying it anyway because I got to be obedient to the spirit. We have to seek relationship with Christ, period. All this stuff we've been seeking, all this religious mundane stuff, all this superficial emotionalism, all this praise breaking because I got an extra dollar in my bank account, all this nonsense. We ought to be dancing and giving God praise for what he's brought us through, keeping us through, and allowing us to be an example to someone else that's still going through their truth without being fake, phony, covered up with all that nonsense. We got to Mm. be transparent enough to be transformed enough. We have to be humble enough for us to be in faith with him enough. We got to be real with ours. We got to be 100 transparent. All the new slangs I can't say right off the top of my head because I'm still learning them because I'm a little old now. But still, my point is this. Transparency is key. Talking to Christ how you talk to him is key. Don't let all that religious mundane stuff Stop you from talking to God. Talk to him as if you're having a conversation with us or with your sister or what have you. 
God will give you the enhancement to speak in your heavenly language. But don't fret on that stuff. Just talk to God. Period. Talk to him in your way. That's the key. That's how you get through. That's how you'll be able to grow. That's how you'll be able to get your heart posture reset by being real with yours. Just saying. Because God will take all your junk and he will burn it up in the spirit and add to you the things that you need to have in your personal walk with Jesus Christ. Let me be quiet. We're running out of time. So, ladies, back to you. Amen. 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 I have been blessed um, on today. I thank my um, my sisters. I thank my brother for um, having my back in this uh, assignment. Um, if I could leave <laughs> anything um, with the listeners, I would definitely say um, this. Um, that God is the one that qualifies. So it's not um, man, it's not mom, it's not dad, it's not the pastor, the bishop, it's God. He knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb, so he knew the purpose that he had for you. You have to release self, die to self, and tap in and say, God, what is my purpose? And like Janine said, as a believer, you it is important. You have to crucify your flesh daily. That's scripture. And that's because the enemy does his job. We as believers have to do our job, and that's to speak life over situations and keep moving forward and continue to be more and more Christ-like. So I'm going to let Pastor Chris play a song. Once the song is over, I'll do a closing prayer, and we can go about our day. Amen. Before I go to the song, we did get a new caller that popped in, so I just want to give them the floor for a few seconds before we go to a song. 6015, 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Uh, Lucy, Lucy, Lucy Priester. Yes. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening in. Amen. Thank you. Of course, we got our faithfuls, as always. Thank you so much for calling. So let's go to a song. We we have a lot to be thankful for, and that's exactly what we're going to do. We'll be right back after this. Yo, what's up, family? This is your boy, Rufus Johnson, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Let's go. Anytime I feel down, I know I can depend on you to help me pull through the situations in my life. Nobody said it would be easy to walk this way, to live this life today. But through it all, I can say that I, I never felt such love from somebody who treats everybody like somebody. Say thank you 
There were times I lost hope My faith was weakened My heart was sinking And I couldn't see my way out But then you came and told me The words to say, the prayers to pray Give me strength to find my way just as a last closing thought. And it says, um, the enemy doesn't mind if your body is free as long as your mind stays stuck. Hashtag enslaved to what was. So um, I like that quote. Right, Pastor Chris. I like that quote because just like we said um, in today's um, lesson, 
don't allow us to hold our sins over our heads. God has already, once we repent and ask for forgiveness, he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. So quit trying to throw back to God what was and focus on the future and what is to become. So we're going to, go ahead, Tina. Anybody no, else before we pray? Oh, okay. Um, Rose, do you have anything? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, don't be your own stumbling block. You know, get out of your own self where you already said that and just allow God to, you know, work. Amen. Go, Ro. No, you uh, touch bases on it. That's what um, I was thinking about. To, I did a thread uh, <clears throat> last week on Facebook, uh, hashtag enslaved to what was. And um, basically, that's what was the devil doing his job when he uh, when our mind is stuck. You know, our body, as long as our body's free, he's fine. He don't care. But when our mind is stuck, he know he's doing his job. You know, when we able to keep reminiscing and playing back and, you know, suck on what was, enslaved to what was, you know, he's doing his job. So um, you touch bases on it. That's what um, I was thinking about um, my thread that I did last week. Amen. Pastor Chris, you had any final thoughts? Uh, no, I just want to just tell people to stay encouraged. No matter how hard it may seem, we're at a breaking point as a body of Christ. Not talking about mentally, I'm talking about spiritually. Once you tap in to the vein of your relationship with Christ, your life that you live will become easier. Why? Because all of the cares of this world would be his to take. So I keep you keep you encouraged. Continue to seek true relationship and in your true relationship relationship with God, you will draw near to your salvation, you'll draw closer to your spiritual purpose and you will walk with the true heart of the living God. God bless you all. And I'm done. Back to you. Amen. All right. So let's, um, we're going to close out in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to you today. Lord, we come first and foremost asking you to forgive us of our sins. Lord, the sins that we've committed knowingly and unknowingly. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for um, coming back to you, Lord God, with our complaints and our gripes. We ask that you forgive us, Lord God, for not trusting you wholeheartedly, Lord God. Lord, we thank and praise you that we have a yes in our spirit, Lord God, that we are ready to surrender totally and unreserved to you, Lord God. Lord, we thank and praise you that you will save us, Lord God, from ourselves, Lord God. We thank and praise you that our haters are there to elevate us, Lord God, that they are free advertisement, Lord God. And we thank and praise you, Lord God, for every stumbling block, Lord God, because we know that even in a stumbling block, you can use us, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for our encounter with you at noon at Jacob's well, Lord God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we are complete, Lord God, that we are made whole in you, Lord God, that we will no longer look to other things or other people, Lord God, to fill our void, but that we will seek you wholeheartedly, Lord God. Lord, we thank and praise you for what you're doing in our lives and what is to come. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will continue to be more and more Christ-like, that we will die to our flesh, Lord God, on a daily basis. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will 
surrender our will to you, Lord God, but no longer what we want and desire. But, Lord Jesus, we say you be the pilot, Lord God, that you take over our thoughts, Lord God, that the visions and the dreams that you give us, we will begin to write them down and make them plain, Lord God, that we will put our faith and our trust in you. Lord, all we need is faith the size of a mustard seed. And so, Lord, we thank you that we may not know, Lord God, but we thank you that you will turn our hope into faith, Lord God. We thank you that you will turn our wish into faith, Lord God. We thank you that you will take away our shoulda, coulda, wouldas, Lord God, and that we will say yes to you, Lord God. Lord, each and every family that is represented on this call, each and every household that is represented on Facebook, Lord God, we thank you for an increase in their lives. We thank you for a new anointing, Lord God, over them. Lord, we thank and praise you that you will begin to minister to them right now, Lord God, as we pray. We thank and praise you, Lord God, for opening doors that only you can open. And we thank you for every closed door, Lord God, that you close. We thank and praise you that we walk upright, Lord God. We thank and praise you for wisdom and guidance, Lord God. We thank you that our footsteps are ordered by you. And we know that each and every one of us have a purpose to fulfill, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that we will tap into the purpose that in which you have brought us on this earth. We thank and praise you that we will make our assignments, Lord God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we won't be tossed to and fro, Lord God, that we will no longer be lukewarm, but Lord God, that you are creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, oh God. Lord, we thank you that we will no longer play church, Lord God, as usual, Lord God, but Lord, we thank and praise you that we will have a true intimate relationship with you. We thank and praise you that you will move every obstacle out of our way that is not of you, Lord God. We thank and praise you that we will keep our eyes and our minds and our hearts stayed on you, Lord God. We thank and praise you for your grace and your mercy that is sufficient, Lord God. We thank you that the same grace that you give to us, we will begin to give to others. We thank you that we will learn how to forgive those who have hurt us and wronged us in any way, Lord God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will love those in spite of those that talk about us, Lord God, those that mistreat us and misuse us, because, Lord, we know that one day you will make our enemies our footstool. Lord, we thank and praise you that we will continue to be humble, transparent Christians, Lord God, that we will continue to walk upright, that we will continue to tell our testimony that will help and deliver other people, Lord God. And we thank you that in all of that, we will continue to give you the glory, the honor, the victory, and the praise. Because we know that it was only because of you, Lord God, that we are delivered. It's only because of you, Lord God, that we are set free. It's only because of you, Lord God, that we are healed, Lord God. In any area in which anyone is lacking, Lord God, we thank you that you will supply it, that you are the provider, Lord God, that you are our sustainer, Lord God, that you are our keeper, Lord God, and that you are our lifter of our heads. We thank you, Lord God, that we won't turn to what was normal, Lord God, or what pleases our flesh, but Lord Jesus, we will turn to what pleases our spiritual man. Lord, we thank you that we will have more time for you, Lord God, and less time for fleshly things, Lord God. We thank you that we will begin to have the desires of Christ, Lord God. We thank you for changing our hearts and changing our minds and making it more like you. Lord, continue to let our light shine so men, women, boys, and girls can see the Christ in and through us, Lord God. Let them see that we fall short of your glory each and every day, Lord God, but that you still 
Heal us, deliver us, and set us free. We thank you for giving your life for us, oh God, and showing us what true, authentic love is, Lord. And we thank and praise you that we will continue to go out and make disciples of men, that we will continue to spread the good news, Lord God. We will continue to tell others about you, Lord God. Lord, we speak healing over the minds of your people, over the hearts of your people, over the bodies, Lord God. We thank and praise you, Lord God, that we will continue to... Um, walk in as Christ-like, Lord God, that you will continue to give us the strength to endure the tough times, Lord God, that we will continue to cast our cares upon you, for you care for us. Lord, let us have a blessed day, Lord God. Continue to bless our weekend, and we thank and praise you that moving forward on tomorrow, Lord God, every preacher and pastor that has to preach your word, Lord God, let it be authentic, Lord God. Let it be for a right now season, Lord God. Give your people an ear to hear it and a heart to receive it. We honor you and we adore you. We thank you that we lack no good thing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We will see see you all next week. Thank you, Facebook, for watching, Twitter, Instagram, all those places we stream. Thank you for watching once again. I want to thank Tina Jones. Marquetta Jones and Rose Smith representing the Jones clan. God bless you. This was an awesome experience to at least have some of the hype of the Jones clan. See, I heard about it, but I never experienced it till today. So thank you so very much for being obedient, coming on the show. I had an awesome time in the Lord. Thank you all. God bless you all for coming. And, of course, y'all family now, so y'all probably going to get called again. So, anywho, let me get off the air before I get myself in trouble again. So, (laughs) this is Pastor Chris, and we are out of here with Fully Functional by Chris Sinkler. God bless you. We'll see you you next Saturday. God bless. God bless
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.